The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It is July. It is the 7th and it is 530 on the dot. Hello, we're on 10. Yeah. Hey, uh, my girlfriend has these uh, kind of sleep pills. She's been taking. Have you ever heard of melatonin? Yes. Okay, so she's done the melatonin thing, but then uh, she found something else, and the the very simple name for them is called Super Sleep. Okay. Super Sleep pills, and I guess they just have like one extra sleepy ingredient <laughs> in them. Okay. And I, I think you can just buy them. I think I think she said like Costco is where like she got them down in the city, um, but they're working wonders. Now she says. These super sleep pills help her fall asleep quicker and then stay asleep longer throughout the night. And I was like, eh, I'm a pretty good sleeper. I don't yeah. need these. But I was like, you know what? I was like, one of these nights, I was just like, I'm just going to try it out. See what's up. Uh-oh. And yeah, I like lots of times during my sleep, I might I have these like old bones in me and stuff. And so I might be lying on my right shoulder while sleeping. And then maybe at like one in the morning, I'll like kind of turn over and lie on my left shoulder just to give my old bones a break on the one side. Yeah. But with the super sleep, I I don't wake up once. I sleep right through the right till my alarm. Now, how did your shoulder feel when you woke up? Good. I don't know if it's like giving me calcium as well, like (laughs) building up my bones, but uh, super sleep. You got to read that ingredient list. Yeah. Yeah. I also am kind of sleepy right now, too, so I don't know if it's still still in me. Oh, that's the one thing, though. I have heard that like <laughs> sleeping pills have the opposite effect. If you can't get to sleep or if you're awoken during the time that you should be sleeping on this pill, then you'll be wide awake or you'll be completely sleepy and unable to wake up. <sighs> oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm house sitting and uh, also dog sitting at the same time. Got two dogs under my belt right now. Buddy and <laughs> Diamond are their names. Now, Buddy has some specific instructions. So before the owner went away, she was like, Buddy, he's about, he's like a medium sized dog, seven years old. And she was like, he doesn't like to go to the bathroom in his own backyard. Mm. So you're going to have to take, a, they live right by the trail in Parsons North. And so just go on the trail and that's where he likes to do his stuff. He's a he's a shy guy and he doesn't want to poop where he eats. Exactly. See, exactly. So <laughs> it's very respectable. And then so yesterday <laughs> respect I don't know. Yesterday <laughs> I respect you, buddy. For not pooping in your own backyard. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Pound fist. Um pound pause. Yeah. <laughs> I take him for like a half hour walk on the trails. Nothing. And then so we do uh, a loop back. So we don't take the trails back. We just, I just kind of go out into the residential area and just do a big circle back. What does Buddy do on the circle back? Front yard of someone's house. No. Jess, he's just like, oh, sorry, 40 minutes into this walk. Now I got to drop down. Just gets right down. But And Buddy's like a medium to large size dog. And so. Are you just trying to tell me the size of this? Yeah, he's not a small dog. And so <laughs> there I am, like, 
front window, buddy in the front lawn, and then me just standing there. I'm like, it's not my dog. I'm sorry. I don't. I told him we just went at a half hour in the trail. He didn't. He, I told him this they is, don't believe you. They're yeah. just like, oh yeah, excuses, excuses from this owner who's trained his dog to poop in anyone else's yard but his own. So apologies if you saw us on your front lawn. I picked it. up. I did all the right things. I picked it up. I did all that. Very responsible dog sitting owner right now uh but bless your heart buddy come on just do it on the trail next <laughs> walking around the other day and uh i saw a little sign in someone's driveway uh-huh. that said find aaron the heron at their house at the driveway yeah so like an i spy for a house yes it was an i spy <laughs> for a house they had this little <laughs> laminated sign yes. and a picture of a real heron and then it said like a couple facts about the bird a heron <laughs> yeah and then you had to look kind of in their driveway oh. and yard really closely, and then you could see Aaron, the wrought iron heron, hanging out. And then it said, like, in a couple of days, he'll move, and you can do the I Spy game again. Oh, d- did you see if they have a uh, doorbell camera? I bet you they're recording all of it. Oh they're getting just God. the best footage of people. That is so fun. I hope that they do. I hope that they make a compilation of, of Aaron <laughs> the Heron searchers. But apparently, um, they used to have a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what his name was, but it rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the duck would move around the yard and also had some duck facts. So it's like kids can walk by oh, yeah. and stop and learn a little bit and have a little I spy game on their, their daily walk. That's cute. That's fun. I would... Uh, I think a lot of people would be weird about people peering into their house and like front yard and everything but they seem to be cool with it oh they're totally encouraging it they're like please look around for Aaron the heron let's have some fun i love it it's like they're they're like folks who are just like there's so many people that walk by here let's uh, meet the neighbors yeah kind of yeah very cool very cool i like that sean do you like rhubarb i don't think i don't think i've ever had it really i've said it a lot i said the, just the word rhubarb a lot but i don't think i've ever sought it out to like have it unless Unless it's been mixed in with some meals and I just didn't know. Well, I feel like it's like a strawberry rhubarb pie. No. Rhubarb cake. No. Some no. people like rhubarb cake. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like you have a cake and then you're just like, man, what the heck am I supposed to do with all this rhubarb? I guess I'll throw some in it, in the cake. In the, I would picture rhubarb in like a, a soup. Oh, dear. It's a fruit. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely haven't had rhubarb. It's like t- tart. Uh, and people like to sprinkle sugar on it and eat it raw, kind of like a carrot, but it's a fruit. <laughs> Does it taste like a cherry? Uh, no, I don't think so. Th- aren't cherries tart? Okay, I just read this. It's it's a combination of... I've never been brave enough to try it. <laughs> you also haven't had it? No, it's a combination of citrusy, sweet, fruit, sourness of limes and lemons. Wow. So you're just reading a definition off the internet right now. Okay, this is why, though. I have like a giant patch of rhubarb in my backyard. You're growing rhubarb. I... Two does, summers ago, planted two stalks of rhubarb, and something happened. Does your husband eat it? No. So you're just a dealer. I know, but you know what nobody wants? <laughs> rhubarb. I can't give the stuff away. I'm trying to give it to you. I'm trying to sell it, and you're like, nah, no thanks. You just were growing it, and you and your husband don't eat it? Well, I had these like grand plans, because I thought I could make friends with being like, oh yeah, rhubarb. I have rhubarb. Why don't you come on over? We'll have a fire. Oh, I'll give no. you some rhubarb. Nobody wants my rhubarb. Is it... What? 
I, I don't know what to say. Like, you don't want it either is what you're saying. No, I don't. I had some friends over a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh yeah. They're like, wow, look at your rhubarb. It's huge. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you want some? And they're like, no, we have some in our backyard, too, and we can't get rid of it. Okay, does anyone like rhubarb? Or is everyone just a dealer and there's no buyers? I don't know. I've heard of, like, peach rhubarb cobbler. I don't eat fruit. This is a problem. So I can't, like, vouch for the deliciousness of it. My grandma makes, like, blueberry pie. She calls it blueberry and rhubarb. Um, And then my friend who also has a giant rhubarb patch, his neighbor takes it and makes rhubarb barbecue sauce. Have you tried to force your rhubarb on your neighbors? Uh, Like, hey, do you want? Yes, I have. They're not. Just toss it over the fence. (laughs) Just be like, oh, I'm being neighborly. I thought you wanted a gift. You don't want it? Well, that's okay. You can you can deal with it. You can toss it in your neighbor's yard now. I have a giant patch of rhubarb in my backyard, which I can't seem to give away, and I can't seem to bring myself to try. Yeah, and I haven't tried it either, but that's why we have Chloe on the line here. Now, you have a lovely story from your childhood. I grew up in Newfoundland before I moved to Fort McMurray, but when we were kids in Newfoundland, because there wasn't much to do, we would, like, make up our own games, like, or play hide-and-seek and stuff, you know. And there was this one older lady who grew rhubarb in her backyard. And during, like, the breaks we would have in our games, like our intermission, we would go and, like, one by one, we'd, like, try to sneak into her yard and steal a piece of rhubarb. (laughs) It was, like, a really good snack. Like, we just loved it (laughs) as kids. Okay. And what does rhubarb taste like? Like, it's a you can just eat it raw? You can, yeah. Well, obviously we used to clean it because it used to be kind of dirty, but um, <laughs> it's basically like a huge piece of celery is what it looks like, and the texture is the same, but it's like sweet and sour. Oh, Does sour. that make any sense? Yeah, it's kind of like you, it's really sour when you first bite it, but then after it gets sweeter as you chew it. Steph, I think you just need to try some rhubarb. Bring some into the show tomorrow. Okay, I will bring some in for us to try. I remember growing up, my brother would always grab a stalk of rhubarb from our backyard, and he would wash it off, and then while it was still wet, he would dip it in the sugar jar and then eat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really common, too, because, like, the initial bite is pretty bitter, so some people don't like that. Could I put cheese whiz on it, like a celery stick? No. God, no. (laughs) That's... Definitely, like, one of the worst food combinations I've ever heard so far. Okay. All right. Don't bring the cheese whiz in tomorrow. Just the rhubarb. No. Yeah. Maybe bring some sugar. Maybe try the sugar thing. All right. We'll have a rhubarb off tomorrow. Yeah. I'll pack yeah. some stuff with me. Is this is of layers of protection, Steph. Layers of protection? What kind of protection? Yeah. Just this is of just applying. Like, whenever you're going outside, essentially, uh, it's been so beautiful these past couple days. Oh. And so you got to put on the sunscreen first, right? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I was a little bit nervous where you're heading with that protection thing. <laughs> well, yes. Always protection, okay? <laughs> okay. If we're so going that direction. Go back over to where Stephanie. you were headed. Dear Lord. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Using Sun- your full name now. <laughs> Uh, but no, um, sunscreen and then you also want to apply the bug spray because... Uh, mosquitoes and everything and wh- whatever else wants to bite you. And the thing that I find 
uh, about all this is when you come back into the house, it just feels like you have an extra layer of skin on. Oh yeah, it's doesn't gross. it? And and it, like touching things, or if you accidentally, you know, like spill yeah. some ice cream on your hand, or like your <laughs> your cold treat, and then you're like, oh, I'll just lick that off, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, and you're like finger foods. <laughs> do I really do that right now? Like we were having burgers last night, and it's just like, okay. Well, I guess just go wash my hands and then you're just constantly going back and forth. And then you come inside and you're like, do we do we lie on the couches right now or do we go shower and then we lie on the couches? But it's all for a good cause, right? All for a good cause. You, you know, you don't get skin cancer. Oh, yeah. You don't totally. get mosquito bites. You don't get tarsin beetle bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But definitely, even though that's, that like smell is on you, it yeah. is so transferable. Like if you lie on your couch, <laughs> the next day you're going to lie down and be like, oh, great. I'm already bug sprayed up for the day. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> also, how, how scary is it how great some of these things smell now? Like oh. we have the good smelling bug spray. And it's almost like cologne. Oh. In a way. You're just like, hey, baby, what are you wearing? It's like, hmm, off bug spray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to get a little freaky? Oh, my gosh. Use that other kind of protection. Stop this, Sean. <laughs> There's a new condition we'll all have to worry about. A new condition? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Uh, the condition is digital amnesia. What does that mean? It means that our brains are relying more on technology and instead of committing things to memory oh. are just being like that's okay my phone is storing that memory oh goodness yep guilty i'm already guilty of this damn it so it's not <laughs> yeah it's not just even like um you know oh just google that it's your pictures as well where you don't have to remember what happened on that day because i can just look back in my pictures oh, and see what no. happened and they're saying as well your brain needs time to sleep in deeply so that it can clear out like it's kind of like memory banks to make room for new learnings the next day but because we're leaving our phones beside our beds and last thing we see before we go to bed and first thing we see when we wake up is the screen yeah it's really hindering our brain's ability to remember simple things and simple tasks and how to do things well number one for me is for (laughs) my goodness uh forgetting (laughs) how to spell words Ah, yes. Like, and then I'm just like, well, autocorrect will just do it for me. Totally. Like, I hate restaurant. Restaurant is such a hard word for me. I don't know why, but autocorrect just does it for me. I do have to spell that one out loud as I type it. Restaurant. Like, if anyone ever sees me in public and I'm just like doing phonetics and sounding things out, that's what I'm doing, okay? Because you have digital I'm trying to beat autocorrect. I got the digital, there's a name for it now. I got digital amnesia. But there's a way to overcome it. They're saying that they really would like people to get a hold of this now and say, okay, brain, I'm going to try and retrain you to actually work as a brain and remember things. And they're saying you really should not bring your phone into your bedroom at night. You need to turn off all your notifications and uninstall unneeded apps so that it's not Mm. taking up more memory space in your brain, let alone your phone. And they would like you to observe a screen-free day at least once a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've started using, uh, if you have an iPhone in the drop-down menu in the top right corner, if you drag down from there, there's like this sleep time focus kind of button that you can push, and it just basically mutes the screen. Wow. I've started using that a lot. That's really smart. Okay, I might have to do that as well, because I certainly don't want any extra ways to forget (laughs) things. No digital amnesia, please. Now that school's out and all the kids are running wild for summer the parks i feel are very busy all throughout the day well we have some pretty amazing playgrounds here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, i've been house sitting in the house backs right on to a park here in parsons north and i want to say like for everyone who's like oh 
darn kids are just on their devices all the time. No, they aren't. They're not? No. Uh, with I can confirm with a place that backs onto a park here from literally like 7 a.m. until like 11 p.m., like daylight. As long as it's daylight, someone is either on the play structure, someone is in the spray park, or someone is skating inside the skate park on that bad boy. Wow. It is getting all the use for almost 24 hours of the day. How many kids would you say are there at peak time? Peak time? Oh, 50 plus for sure. Really? Yeah, this this North Parsons Creek Park is just banging. Like the spray park, the past couple days, unreal. Like unreal. Just the amount of people, like people are setting up tents and stuff outside the park just like for shade. Wow. And like there's a gazebo there and everything. It's a, it's a nice little spot. And I guess maybe one of the questions I want to ask everyone uh, you as well, Steph. Seven eight zero seven nine one one zero three seven. What is the busiest park? Because I'm pretty sure it's the one <laughs> that backs on to where I'm living right now. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast now available every weekday.